Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith, a game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. Be like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. What timer score? Leon tries on the right circle. No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie for action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot Z-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. Sponsor Digitex, Bob Stoffer from the home office in the city south side. Along with the young gun himself back at the 630 Chet Studios, Brendan Escott. This is Oilers Now for Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Brendan, don't be offended if I call you the young gun. There's nothing wrong with being called a young gun. Back in the day, um, at a Southside establishment, which was known as Moe's Sports Parlor, I used to uh, bump in uh, frequently to uh, Edmonton Broadcasting legend 
Wes Montgomery and uh, John Sexsmith and myself would uh, belly up to the bar, and uh, I can do that better now than ever before on the belly part. And uh, Wes used to refer to us as the young guns. Now we're old. But uh, you, sir, are uh, one of the uh, rising stars. Fast track? Yeah, well, time will tell in that regard. Uh, but uh, anyhow, this is Oilers Now. We're going to have a little bit of fun on today's edition of the show. Uh, we're going to get to uh, a comment yesterday from uh, Hart Levine because we had some people. He's with Puckpedia, sort of looking at the Edmonton Oilers cap situation in terms of what the organization's going to do. In the off season, will it be a quiet off season or not? Uh, we'll also in this first half hour of the show hit on uh, a legend in the Edmonton sporting market that was the architect of the greatest hockey dynasty of all time, one that many of you grew up and had the privilege of watching, and that of course is Glenn Sather. Uh, Brian Lawton today at twelve thirty-five from the NHL Network. Where the Florida Panthers, by the way, announced Bill Zito today as their new general manager. And like Lawton, uh, who went on from being an agent to being a GM, the same has occurred with Zito. And this may actually provide a mechanism for a suggestion of a trade that I'm going to bring up in about nine minutes' time at around 12.20. David Staples, Call to Hockey, 105. NHL insider John Shannon, 135. Here's how you get a hold of us. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree, back up and at them. With over 1,350 slot machines and multiple dining options, including the brand-new Italia. I think they got five or six separate dining locations in the River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement. Bet on it. You can text us as well on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. To today's top story. Now, we'll get to the Bill Zito stuff and uh, get to the games that occurred last night. Today's top story is brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of no payments and no interest for one year. And we're actually going to tie it into this day in Oilers history. On this date, 1943, Glenn Sather, born in High River, Alberta. Slots played for the Edmonton Oil Kings in 1961. He had a 10-year pro career. Uh, finished up his pro career as a player in the World Hockey Association for the Oilers and then went on to become their head coach and general manager of the Oilers dynasty throughout the 1980s. He won four Stanley Cups as a head coach, five as GM. He was with the Oilers franchise until 2000. The, EG, uh, the Edmonton Investors Group took, took over in 1998. Um, Slats and the EIG went their separate ways in 2000. Kevin Lowe became, got promoted from head coach to GM at that time. Slats to, went to New York where he was GM from 2000 to 2015. Um, still works with the Rangers in a senior advisory position. The Edmonton Oilers, Glenn Sather, played a significant part in the evolution and development of the uh, organization. Perhaps the most significant part. Uh, think about it. He was uh, a guy that was ahead of his time in terms of his handling of the players. He was not a guy who believed in breaking people down and building them up. Uh, many of the there's seven Hall of Fame players now that Kevin Lowe is a Hall of Famer. Seven Hall of Fame players from that team: Gretzky, Messier, Curry, Anderson, Coffee, now Kevin Lowe, and then Grant Fear. Seven separate Hall of Famers. Those guys were allowed to uh, go through the growing pains. Um, 
They didn't get destroyed and beat down when they made mistakes. They got thrown back out there, and they evolved, and they grew together. And, you know, Edmonton played Philadelphia the first year in the playoffs, and the Flyers were just way better and deeper, and a couple games went over times, and the Oilers lost in three, back then best of five. The next year, they pulled off one of the biggest upsets in hockey history in 1981, uh, sweeping the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadiens were only two years removed from being, you know, a dynasty themselves, winning four consecutive cups from 1976 to 1979. Edmonton took the Islanders, who were in the midst of their dynasty, to six games in the 1981 playoffs. That was the toughest series New York had that year. In 1981-82, and we've discussed this a lot, in relation to the Oilers losing a best-of-five to Chicago, the current edition, and how much of an upset it was given the fact that Chicago was only 12 points behind Edmonton in the regular season, the fact that in the cap world, the separation of talent is far less greater than it was back in the early 1980s. The Oilers of that era finished 48 points ahead of the L.A. Kings in the regular season. They had seven future Hall of Fame players. And they lost to L.A. in five. And as a 16-year-old kid watching that occur, uh, I remember a lot of people thought they needed to shake the team up after that. Uh, but Slats did not do that. Unless, you know, you consider trading uh, Risto Silton in a three-way deal that brought back Ken Lindsman a, a big deal. Uh, bottom line, the Oilers kept the core of the team together. They lost to the Islanders in 83, and then they won the Stanley Cup 84-85, 87-88, and 1990. The single most electrifying team in NHL history. I don't even think it can be debated. Um, you know, you just look no further than the top goal scorers and point getters all-time in NHL playoff history. Absolutely littered with the uh, Oilers' best players, and they were uh, a traveling show. There was no question about it. And say there's handling of those young players during some challenging times and some of the lessons that he brought. Uh, you know, and, and he was also smart enough to defer technically uh, to Billy Harris and John Muckler. Billy Harris initially, and then John Muckler uh, took over uh, greater ownership in terms of the practicing and that sort of thing from a technical perspective, which is not to say that Slats was devoid of that, uh, but Muckler definitely was a bit of a the theory guy and eventually took the team over after the Oilers lost in 1989. That was the last year Glenn was full-time head coach in Edmonton. Uh, Muckler took over for the 89-90 season, the Oilers, without Wayne Gretzky. Remember, it was we had Glenn on the show back in 2013 on the 25th anniversary of the Gretzky trade. He referred to it as the Gretzky sale. But the Oilers lost to L.A. in seven after being up 3-1 in 1989 and came back from 3-1 down against the Winnipeg Jets in 1990. And we're pretty good the rest of the way in the 1990 playoffs. I mean, they won three straight against the Jets. They swept the L.A. Kings. Uh, so they won, what's that, seven straight wins. Uh, dropped two to Chicago, but bombed the Hawks in game six in Chicago. And uh, so at that point, they're 11-2. and two. And then in 1990, they won in five against Boston. So they ended up going... 15 and 3 in their final 18 games of the playoffs. So Glenn Sather, a significant part, no question, of the Oilers dynasty. His birthday today, 77 years ago. All right, uh, let's do this. We are going to go into break. Nah, I'm going to get to one more thing just before I do. Uh, we'll head off to the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Heart. Levine on the show yesterday from Puckpedia going into an extensive explanation of the Oilers' bonus overages for the upcoming season or two seasons. 
Okay, so the Oilers ended up with uh, 970000 of bonuses earned. So um, just a reminder for the listeners, um, two types of players can have bonuses, uh, players that are 35 or older like Mike Smith, or players that are on their entry-level deals or their first deals. Um, also, some guys that have been uh, injured quite a bit can have those as well. So the Oilers, they had Mike Smith. He earned 713000 That came from the uh, number of games he played uh, during the season with 30 or more minutes. Uh, Gaetan Haas earned uh, 212000 for finishing in the top three in plus-minus among forwards uh, with 40, 42 games or more. That's kind of a mouthful. And then Jones uh, earned 26000 for the games that he played, and Ethan Bear earned 19000 for the number of games that he played. So um, at the end of the year, this is standard every year. You, the teams uh, add up all the bonuses that were paid or that were earned and paid compare that to the amount of cap space that they finished with and any extra overage is a cap overage penalty so the Oilers finished with about 300,000 of cap space and so the difference is um, the 670 to 80,000 of uh, bonus overage so normally that would all be a cap hit for the following year but special um, in these special times in the in the memo that came out between the players and, and the league uh, the team has the option of splitting this over two years instead of taking it all in one and um, in my research I've been told that the Oilers have not decided yet they're kind of still considering they have to make that decision roughly around the time the, the Stanley Cup is awarded so um, but they, they do have about 670 to 80,000 of uh, bonus overage that can be taken either all this year or split over the next two years. All right, there you have it. That was Hart Levine uh, yesterday at Oilers Now from Puckpedia. So Edmonton's in an interesting position because they got roughly about $6 million in cap space. Uh, they got to uh, make a decision on qualifying both Andreas Athanasiou and Matthew Benning. Um, they've actually got a fair amount of forwards signed right now as well. They need a they need another goaltender, uh, possibly another defenseman. Time will tell in that regard. Certainly a third-line center. So we'll have some of those discussion points coming up. Oh, yeah, and they have Yessa Pogliarvi. Well, that's a tease. We will get to NHL today when we come back in Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Uh, he was pretty good this year. Probably going to win the Hart Trophy. All right, let's get to NHL today at 1222 in Edmonton. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromotionalMarketing.com. And back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Just one game tonight, and it's here in Edmonton. Six o'clock puck drop between the Avs and Stars in game six of their best of seven. Dallas has the 3-2 series lead there. Colorado, though, took Monday's meeting 6-3 to stave off elimination. Montreal Canadians acquired Jake Allen in a seventh rounder in 2022 uh, from St. Louis in exchange for Washington's third and then the Blues' seventh round pick this year. The 30-year-old Allen had a 215 goals against average and a 927 save percentage across 24 regular season games and then he started four of their five playoff games as well. The move clears up $4.35 million in cap space for the Blues, who are, of course, trying to re-sign their captain, Alex Petrangelo. Bob mentioned 
that Bill Zito is the new GM of the Florida Panthers. He replaces Dale Talon, whose contract expired after the season. Zito has spent the last seven years as an assistant GM in Columbus, but was also a player agent with names like Tim Thomas and Tuka Rask in his book. Uh, didn't take Todd Reardon too long to find work, by the way. A couple weeks after being let go, or less than a couple weeks after being let go by Washington, the Pittsburgh Penguins scooped him up this morning. They also added Mike Vellucci, who uh, the team says will work on the forwards and the penalty kill unit. Finally, the Maple Leafs hired Sam Kim away from the Bakersfield Condors to be their new video coordinator and statistical analyst, Bob. All right, Bill Zito. You said, uh, what did you say he did before he went to Columbus? He was a player agent for a while. Guess which agency uh, he uh, helped found, along with Marcus Leto. Acme Sports, which was uh, recently purchased by Wasserman. Okay, so that's just, yeah, all right, interesting. So the Oilers have Yessa Poliarvi, who is represented by Marcus Leto, and, uh, you know, has had a good start to the, whatever the finished preseason is and all those sort of things. But the Florida Panthers uh, also have a finished prospect that floundered a bit last year by the name of Henrik Borgstrom who is also represented by uh, Acme Sports, now Wasserman. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, so the Oilers have got a guy that maybe hasn't uh, uh, crushed it yet in Edmonton, and Florida has a center in Borgstrom who maybe has struggled a bit. They're both uh, with the firm that Zito used to be with. Would it make sense to trade the two? Borgstrom probably is going to be, at minimum, a third-line center. I know that when he was at Denver University, some NCAA guys I talked to were pretty high on him at that time. Um, he, what's interesting is he obviously didn't float the boat for Joel Quenville, and Joel Quenville has a reputation that if uh, you get off the wrong foot with him, Sometimes you stagnate. I believe that happened to Edmonton's Mark McNeil in the Chicago organization. Uh, Joel was not a big fan of uh, Connor Murphy, especially since it cost the Chicago back, uh, Blackhawks Nicholas Jarmelson. Uh, Quenville inherited a situation where Borkstrom, in theory, was his third-line center to start the year and ended up demoting him down to the minors. Dale Talon out as GM. Bill Zito comes in. Um, Acme had both Pulley and Borkstrom. So would you contemplate maybe flipping those two players? Does that make any sense at all? You can always text us at 780-496-0063. Inquiring minds uh, want to know. I, I, I will tell you right now, if I was the Oilers, I think I might. That You know what? Like Here's the thing. i got to get at least a top nine forward back for Pugliarvi if I'm going to trade him. Okay? His value is no longer that of a fourth overall pick. We all know that. 75% on a player's success is always on the player. The other 25% is on situation. And I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking maybe those two could use a fresh start. Uh, obviously, Zito would have connections in terms of the agency and could help sell it. Uh, now, maybe he's going to attempt to rebuild, and that's the situation for Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi's frustration occurred before Ken Holland got here. But now Ken Holland and Dave Tippett are here. We know they've had a Zoom call with Yessa Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi can't – I mean, he's got to come back to the NHL this season. I'm just wondering whether or not it makes sense to give both guys a fresh start. So let me know what you think. You can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line.
Um, okay, this one comes in. Mike says, forgive me if you've already seen and addressed this on the air, but have you heard of the Oilers-Coyotes trade rumor, Ekman Larson and Ranta and Henestrosa for Nugent Neal? Do you think this rumor has any legitimacy? And second, regardless of legitimacy, do you think this is the kind of deal that the Oilers would make or should make from Mike? Mike, that's the first time I've heard of that uh, trade rumor. I don't know where it comes from. Um, I Oliver ekman larson has got a lot of years left at, you know, eight-plus million. A lot of years left. Uh, Ryan Nugent-Hopkins is up for a contract extension at the end of next season. I'm kind of in the keep Nugent Hopkins here. I think he's an important guy for the Oilers. Uh, yes, he's right now looking like he's sort of in an elite complementary winger role, but he can always pinch hit at center if you ended up having an injury to either McDavid or Dreisaitl. Uh, I don't disrespect Ekman Larson, but I think you grow and develop your own defenseman. Um, I, I don't necessarily see, well, uh, you know what? The, the numbers make sense from a cap perspective. Uh, we'd have to wait and see. Okay, uh, 780-496-0063. Uh, that's our text line. Off to a global news weather traffic update with the one and only Eileen Bell and back with Brian Lawton when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.